Thank you for tuning in to the Diligent Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we talk about the Bible, speak the truth, and make Bible study come to life. Here is your host, Joshua Cantrell. Welcome to the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I am your host, Joshua Cantrell. Last week, we began an episode entitled, How Do You Handle a Crisis? If you remember, we labeled that when my flesh and my spirit have a conversation. When my flesh and my spirit have a conversation. And we especially left off with the idea of God has you in Gethsemane, the olive place, the place of crushing. And that's where the battle begins. Jesus is showing us how that humanity side is struggling, how he is just trying to find some sense of hopefulness in what we may see as a hopeless situation. So understand today, there is a spirit part of you. Then you have the flesh part of you as well. Now, the word flesh can can have many different meanings. Sometimes the word flesh is not necessarily talking about the human body. But the idea here is of uh, the human nature. I have this human nature that is often inclined to selfish interest. And then you have the spirit part that is inclined to God interest. The two are having a disagreement because they have different interests. They're looking at the same thing from two different perspectives, two different worlds altogether. My spirit is encouraging me, it's desiring to follow God. But in being crushed, the two are debating about something. And the flesh is saying one thing, and the spirit is saying something else. God is speaking. Flesh is saying, I don't want to do this. Flesh is saying, well, we really need to reconsider what's going on right now. The only person that can help mediate for Jesus was his father. And verse number 38 of that text sees under extreme emotional agony. If it be possible, it wasn't possible, but if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. The Bible here lets us know that Jesus is grieved in the soul. You know, life can be so difficult sometimes and your soul just cries out to God. 
and you have to keep it together. This is the kind of pain and the kind of hurt that doesn't show up on an x-ray. This is the stuff where the doctors say, well, there's really nothing I can do for you. There's nothing I can prescribe to you. The Bible says in agony, this is something that happens in the inner part of the soul. It feels like stress is so heavy. Sometimes we feel like we're about to die. And Jesus tells these men, you tarry here and watch. And of course, we know in that text of verse number 39, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we have so much pain, so much grief, so much agony going on. Sometimes we pray and we ask God for things we know Really, God can't grant us. God can't give us those things. Verse 39 of Matthew 26 says, And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will have it, God. It's not so much God get me through this. It's God get me out of this. But notice this. And I believe this is a powerful point from the text. Jesus, Jesus's solution to a deeply grieved soul is to pray. He's having this intimate prayer with God. Prayer to God allows you and God to have an exchange. Prayer is not always about what we can get out of God, but what God can get out of us. As I like to say, we have to pray the hardest when it is the hardest to pray. If you remember, 1 Peter 5, verse 7, Peter, that says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. It's almost like taking a bowling ball and rolling the ball down the lane and running after the ball, trying to stop it. That's exactly what it looks like when we try to take back from God what we're supposed to give to God. Jesus says, Father, let this cup pass from me. Now, this is not a physical vessel. The word cup here is used as a figure of speech. Jesus is showing us how we handle a crisis. He says, let this cup. This is an experience. The context here is talking about suffering. Let this cup pass from me. But what cup? It's an experience that I have to go through, that I've always known I had to go through. But I'm not willing to drink that experience. I'm sure all of us listening right now can think at think of a point in our lives where we have had to drink a cup and we really did not want to go through that experience. And so we prayed and we begged and we plead, pleaded with God, God, I don't want to drink this cup. God, if it be possible, let this, let this cup, let it pass for me. Have you ever struggled to drink a cup that God designed specifically for your life? You see, what is a cup for me? What my experience is, is different from that of your experience. But you know what? They're still experiences. The experience to let this cup pass for me. 
In Luke chapter 22, the Bible there says, sweat drops of blood, verse number 44 of Luke 22, that hematidrosis. In Mark's account, in Mark chapter 14, Jesus says, a father with you, all things are possible. Why can't you do this? What Jesus is asking of the father, what Jesus is wanting the father to do, he knows. He knows the father can't grant this. You could remove this cup, God. Father, you have all power. Jesus says, I don't want to drink that. I know I have to. I know I have to in order to save them from their sins, but I don't want to do it. Jesus is asking God for something. He knows the father cannot affirm. But if God changes it, it's the opposite of God's will. If God changes it, you and I can't be saved from our sins. He's praying for what he knows the father won't do. I think sometimes in our minds and because God has given us a conscience, sometimes we pray for things and we ask God for things we know he's not going to give us. We know he's not going to grant us. He's praying for what he knows the father simply will not do. But what is he doing when he asks God to remove the cup that's his flesh talking. This is in harmony with flesh interest. His flesh is talking. But watch how the spirit starts talking. Nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. The flesh is talking. And the flesh is saying, I don't have time to be selfless. If, if, if we're being honest and if Christ looking at this, I didn't sin against God. These are not my issues. He has to drink the cup of sin and his divinity. He's holy. He's free from sin. He's perfect. But I'm being asked to suffer as if I am guilty, as if I am the evil one. His flesh and his spirit is having a conversation. But the spirit says, nevertheless, even Jesus in his human nature asked God for something he know, knows God could not do. Now, if God wanted to do it, if God wanted to do it, he could grant my selfish will, but it's not according to his will. Before the world began, he knew his will. And slowly, he began telling his disciples, I must be about my father's business. My hour has not come. Time for me to go to Jerusalem. The closer we get to a moment in time, the humanity kicks in. The humanity says no. Sometimes the closer you get to a situation, the more difficult it becomes. And in that moment in time, I don't want to drink this cup. I don't want to drink this experience. Sometimes your pain is tied to your destiny. But you have to drink the cup. But you don't want to drink the cup because it's tied to a painful process. But for God to get you to your purpose, you have to drink the cup. Here's a good, a good worldly example. I have to go in debt 
before I ever get to wealth. Now, wealth is waiting for me on the other side, but I have to have enough faith to go into debt first. Before he's glorified, he's going to be crucified. I have to live in order to die. I have to die in order to live, that is. In Romans 7 and verse 21 through Romans 8 and verse 4, Paul there struggled. For I find then the law, Romans 7, 21, that when I would do good, evil was present with me every day. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity, the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, my Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh, the law of sin. Romans 8 verse 1, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Luke says Jesus prayed three times. Prayer is not always about changing God's will. Prayer is to get you to line up with God's will. This prayer moment is not about changing God, but it's about you changing you. And God's no answer. We need to line up with his will. We need to quiet the flesh so the spirit can live. When my flesh and my spirit have a conversation, how do you handle a crisis? How do you handle a difficult time? I believe we should handle it the same way our Savior did, with trust, with prayer, and with confidence that the will of God will be done in earth as it is in heaven. How do you handle a crisis? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Diligent Podcast, where we make Bible study come to life, and I'm your host, Joshua Cantrell. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms, and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.